Welcome back, everyone, to the Memory Jogger podcast with Jason and Wyatt. This is Jason, and he is Wyatt. Yes, I am. Raw, raw, raw. Okay, I never <laughs> passed as a cheerleader. <laughs> this is uh, episode five of the podcast of attempting to jog our memories and run down a few childhood dreams from the 80s. And we also hope our conversation will stir up a few memories of your own. Well, uh, Wyatt, the last time we discussed in our uh, previous episode where we talked about our Christmas gifts, that uh, we are here tonight to talk about our recordings and the first memories of that wonderful piece of technology known as the VCR. That's right. And while we're uh, here, before we get into too much information, we want to wish everybody a Happy New Year 2017. So this is the first episode in 2017 for us. Uh, we're actually uh, recording this on New Year's. New Year's, New yeah. Year's Day. That's correct. So, so yes, Happy New Year to everybody, and uh, we really thank you for uh, following along and listening to us over the last couple months as we've begun this show. And just a quick reminder to you: if you uh, don't already subscribe to the podcast, just go into your favorite app like iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher and find the Rediscover the 80s podcast. You can also find us on the Throwback Network podcast feed and also at throwbacknetwork.net. And if you can also listen to our raw audio from our recording sessions and hear all of our screw-ups at the uh, Rediscover the 80s YouTube channel. To interact with us, you can find our show notes at rediscoverthe80s.com. Or if you can fit your reply in uh, 140 characters, feel free to tweet us at RD80s. And uh, before we get into our usual icebreaker, Wyatt, let's go over some uh, listener feedback. Sounds great. We always uh, hope to get some listener feedback as we uh, begin these shows from uh, our previous episodes and such. And uh, last one we got into... Uh, rather quickly there with this uh, opportunity for the uh, Christmas gifts. But I did not want to pass up uh, Kirk Toyster's comment to us that was over on Facebook. And uh, in reference to the uh, Nickelodeon episode, he said, while I was too old for Nick's target audience when our cable system added it in 1980, I do remember that at some point they were showing music videos pre-MTV for a few hours every night. I'm pretty sure the first video I ever saw on there was either computer games from Misex or Walking on the Moon by the Police. Uh, not familiar with Misex. I do know the police quite well. Uh, but I don't remember Nickelodeon playing music videos. Do you? No. Um, it could have, but I don't remember music videos of any type. Not on Nickelodeon. Yeah. That was, uh, it struck me kind of weird there, but, uh, I, they very well could have, uh, before the, uh, the days of MTV because MTV was, I believe 1981 when they kicked that off August 1st. And, uh, if he got Nickelodeon in the, uh, 1980, they very well could have played some music videos. So, uh, interesting right. factoid there. We'll have to, uh, I'll have to look that up and, uh, and see if he's on the money with that one. Uh, there was a few comments over on the rediscoverthe80s.com site 
to our Christmas toys. Uh, most of these were from our friends who collaborated with us in the uh, blog and uh, podcast topic there. Uh, first, Killer Kitsch. I watched the cartoons, but I was too old for the toys. Then a few years later, I started buying and selling retro toys. So I've had most of these and more in my collection. Car boot sales and flea markets in the late 80s and early 90s used to be a gold mine for action figures and collectibles. That was in uh, in reference to uh, some of the action figures and, and such that we mentioned in our Christmas gifts. Uh, Paul over at Return to the 80s. He said, awesome list. I was too old for most of these toys. And instead of having the Texas Instruments TI-994A, like you had, Wyatt, I had a Commodore 64 that I had gotten for my birthday. Closest comparison of the other toys that I had were from the 70s. I had the Star Trek playset. I had Kirk and Spock and McCoy action figures. Also had the $6 million man and Oscar, too as well as some of the original G.I. Joe action figures. Really enjoyed your podcast, too. Great job. So thanks for that, Paul. And uh, one more from... Actually, I got a couple more from Dave. Okay, I'm officially jealous that you had the Cat Slayer playset. That is very <laughs> cool and awesome toy. Sorry you don't have that anymore. I understand still having the Voltron, as I have my Darth Vader collector case and figures from Empire Strikes Back. Wow. I had that Optimus Prime along with the Megatron gun. Good memory jog down the 1980s road. You guys are great. Awesome blog and podcast entries into our hashtag 80s Christmas crossover event. Thank you for that, Dave. It indeed was a fun topic, and uh, we hope to uh, be doing another one here again soon. And then Gil Jacob, lovely post, and thanks for the mention. So happy you still managed to keep some of your goodies from back then. And uh, we appreciate that comment as well. I'm, uh, I'm glad not all of them got uh, taken away. <laughs> right. But let's uh, let's go on to our icebreaker. And uh, you actually plugged this one in here. I had saw this on the news. Uh, was it yesterday? Yes, it was. So and, just uh, before his, you know, the end of the year, we we say goodbye to... One of a TV legend, uh, if you've watched MASH, that's the best place that you've known him. It's uh, William Christopher, who played Father Francis Mulcahy on MASH. Mm -hmm. um, I know we've lost a lot of legends there in 2016. I was kind of wanting to think, jog your memory, who was the one that kind of impacted you more? <laughs> well, there's so many this year. Yeah. Um, you know, earlier this year it was... David Bowie, Prince, of course, um, Glenn Fry from the Eagles, a lot of musicians, mm -hmm. and then of course George Michael on Christmas Day. I don't know, man. I I didn't really have a lot of albums of it, really any of those artists. I mean, I know all of their popular hits that uh, would have been played on the you know on the radio and such. Uh, but didn't really go dig uh, deep into you know any of their discographies uh, myself. I guess maybe the one that hit the most was Carrie Fisher, who was just this past week. And, of course, she being Princess Leia in the Star Wars films. Also in a couple other movies that I really enjoyed. I uh, watched a lot of 
from the eighties. Um, she was had a, a fun little part in the blues brothers mm-hmm. where uh, she was this mystery woman, uh, going after Jake and uh, blowing up some stuff <laughs> in the movie, trying to kill him. And then, uh, another one of my favorite roles of her outside of star Wars, of course, is, uh, in the burbs. Oh, where yes. She played, uh, Tom Hanks wife. And she was essentially the voice of reason throughout that movie and trying to coax Tom Hanks character that, you know, all this was just crazy and what they were doing and trying to spy was ridiculous. And she was, you know, pulling him to that end of the spectrum while, you know, his neighbor buddies were, were pulling him the other direction that these guys were sinister and all that really enjoyed her role in that movie. And uh, I don't know. It was just, and then of course her mother was what a couple of days later that passed away. The next day, I think. Was it the next day? It. Yeah. So that was that was really sad, and um, you know, especially around the holidays, it was uh, kind of tough to swallow. Right. But uh, was there any of anyone that um, I guess you were? Closer to than the others? Well, I, I was actually kind of heartbroken with uh, the passing of uh, William Christopher. I really got into the MASH series, not more mm-hmm. so in the last, I would say, the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out as um, not, not just flipping through channels, but I wanted to actually watch the series, and I got into the DVD craze and started watching it, and I really liked the character that he portrayed, and I realized he just portrayed a character but how he did it with the – I swear he had to alter his voice just because of it. I don't think it was really his mm-hmm. voice, uh, full voice rather. But I guess he had that priestly voice and he tried to make jokes and he was always lousy at it. But he had you know, the heart there to, to serve and so forth. So I, I, I kind of liked that character of his. So that he, it was kind of a hit. I knew he was up there mm-hmm. in age. I just – you, know, you don't yeah. see him. You hadn't heard from him. I'm sure he's played in several things, and I can look it up. But I hadn't seen him play in anything really that I I can remember since mm-hmm. Ash. Uh, I know that he was a family guy. I found it interesting uh, reading his bio. Oh, it's been several years ago, but you know he played a Catholic priest when. Mm-hmm. In reality, he was a Methodist. Not that it's a big deal, but it is kind of an odd disparity when it comes to, oh yeah, uh, you know, the the type of faith there. So I thought it was kind of um, interesting. He had to learn a whole different uh, belief, if you will. Sure. He had to you know play that play that out. I, I punched it up. It looks like he most recently was. Days of Our Lives in 2012. He played uh, Father hmm. Tobias. So he was, you know, he played a priest there. Uh, <laughs> he played on, of all things, he played on Team Knight Rider, that short-lived Oh, uh, really? Series. Yes, I, I have yet to watch that that version of it. I know of it, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know anywhere to to watch it. I know the uh, the introduction was on YouTube for a while, but I don't yeah. think any episodes were. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I never really, I never really got into Mash. I remember as a kid, the uh, the woman across the street from me who uh, babysat me 
like in the afternoons before my parents got home from work. She loved it. I remember watching that all the time over there while I was, you know, playing or whatever. It was just kind of on in the background. But uh, yeah, that's one show I've never really gone through. I've seen episodes here and there, but not done anything. uh, It had its moments. There were some, a few funny spots, mm -hmm. but the best way to put it was very lighthearted. Right. It was considering the setting, right? Right. It wasn't like a knee slapper by any means. There were moments, but the the whole thing was just, like I said, it was real lighthearted. They did touch on a lot on some difficult topics. I don't know uh, why or. Uh, what the reasoning was behind it, but it was, I mean, it's to me, it was turned into good background music, uh, yeah, music, uh, noise, I guess when I was doing things, odd jobs around the house, I, I, mm-hmm. I could kind of let it fill the room if you will. will. Gotcha. Uh, you not have to really follow it, but, uh, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, I came across, uh, in this whole scenario, there were, uh, have you seen on Facebook? And I, I kind of look at it as a, as a joke, really. But there was a save Betty White from 2016. <laughs> yes, I did see that story go across my news feed. And uh, who was it? I can't remember who it was that was like, uh, "We need to get Betty White and Stanley and Adam West in a bomb shelter <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of the year, just to save save them from." Uh, Passing away in 2016, but uh, mm. it's different because you know, like you said, William Christopher, he was up in age, and you know, for those of us who grew up in the 80s in that kind of era, it's those actors, uh, pop culture icons, I'll say, that seem to hit home, I guess, more with us this year. In that, you know, some of these were only in their 50s and early 60s that passed away. And, you know, that's still young, whereas, you know, some of these um, these actors from the shows and so forth uh, are a little bit older. So you would expect, you know, seeing died in their 80s or even 90s. But, yeah, there was just a lot that were unexpected. Well, I guess (laughs) dying really isn't expected anyway. But uh, just the age of a lot of these this year was really surprising and thinking about the uh, music industry and Prince, David Bowie, George Michael, even Glenn Fry to a certain extent being part of the Eagles. I mean, those, those four artists right there have sold hundreds of millions of records worldwide. If you go into Wikipedia, I was looking through their, the all time uh, selling list who has sold the most albums all time. And uh, all four of those were in the top 100 at least, wow. uh, if not more. So that's, that's a huge hit. And, you know, you think about, uh, you know, Prince and David Bowie, even George Michael, to a certain extent, David Bowie had just released an album uh, right before his death. And uh, Prince had, uh, you know, a few new ones here and there, but, you know, none of them had really charted, and hit pop music, you know, the way they had earlier in their careers. Right. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as impactful, but wow. You know, just that day when Prince died and there was several stations here in town 
just went straight Prince for the rest of the day <laughs> as a tribute. And that was pretty, pretty crazy just to, to listen to all those songs and think he's, you know, he's not around anymore. Right. Um, you know, I, I think the music industry overall was hit the worst uh, out of, uh, out of all those uh, people that died this year. And that's nothing to, you know, not taking anything away from Hollywood and TV and movies. You know, we lost right. uh, Mrs. Brady as well. And uh, Jason Seaver, you know, uh, Alan Thick. I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of icons from those industries as well, mm-hmm. but to the extent of, you know, how many records these guys sold, it just seemed to me that the music industry was, was hit the worst. But, right. Anyway, well, let's uh, let's go on to something a little happier here. Um, yes. You noticed the commercial recently. I have not seen this one yet. Tell me about it. Well, actually, I bypassed it because it came up in my Facebook feed uh, about uh-huh. two or three days ago. And I, you know, I saw the DeLorean and I didn't think anything of it. I, I get ads all the time, so I usually ignore them. And then I think it was yesterday, we were, oh, it was like eight, nine o'clock, but we're watching the... ABC's Dick Clark New Year's Eve bash, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden here's a spot and it's AT&T and I'm not paying it. I I saw Rocky. I didn't think anything of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing I see is here's Kit and Michael pulling up. (laughs) And then you see the Uber or taxi, whatever the guy jumps into literally like, scales over and turns into the DeLorean. It turn, <laughs> you know, it turns into hover mode and blasts off. And as it's passing by, you see Stay Puff walking between the buildings. So I actually had to uh, punch it up on YouTube to see the full one minute spot. And it's it's mostly 80s. So someone in production knows that how to at least get my attention. But <laughs> you got Rocky starting out, and then it segues uh-huh. into uh, the Golden Girls theme being basically uh, midied on, and then it goes mm-hmm. into the to the current stuff. So you see Game of Thrones. Um, they touch on. Oh, there's another. So what is the commercial like pitching? It's pitching. You can get eighteen. You can get your your Netflix and your shows basically DVR'd anywhere. Wow. And it's not charging you the, your data rate anymore. So gotcha. Gotcha. If okay. as long as you're somehow DVR'd, I, th- I guess in the <laughs> ATT system, they won't charge you your, you know, they won't they, they won't ding your two gig package or whatever package you. you have. I got you. So it was really okay. cool, but you know they they sold me because I'm just seeing everybody left and right. They had Seinfeld. They had some other theme I caught and I couldn't remember what it was, but yeah, I uh, I usually don't promote many commercials, but. Especially if Kit's in there, you got to go see it, you know, just <laughs> at least for Kit. But it was actually pretty cool to, to see. Oh, it was the Ghostbusters yeah. theme. That's what I heard. Um, as gotcha. you see Stay Puft thump, you know, stomping through. It's pretty, pretty a sweet commercial. I'll have to check it out. or I, I'm sure I'll see it if it's one they're going to be, uh, you know, showing on a regular basis. But we have, there's, I, there's, I, I saw I a shortened one today. And uh-huh. They did. It must have been their thirty-second spot because it clipped out quite a bit of the. You know, I I didn't see Kit, so I was a little pissed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, there's some companies that have kind of tapped into that 
you know, market, the eighties market that I've noticed over this, you know, past couple of years. And, uh, I'm going to go check this one out. It should be, uh, should be fun. So, uh, well, um, if you don't have anything else as far as, uh, news goes or an icebreaker, what do you say we dive in? Let's go for it. Let's talk about our recordings on VCR or VHS memories. Right. What was your maybe first interaction with a VCR? You know, can you remember? <laughs> it's been. I, I'm trying to think of my, myself as I've, I asked the question. Well, there's a couple things that kind of stick out in my mind about uh, VCRs, and uh, I remember it. I'm pretty sure it was a birthday party um, early on maybe around seven, eight, nine years old. So, you know, around mid eighties that, uh, my parents rented a VCR from the local store, a uh, rental store. And, uh, we rented star Wars. I know that for a fact, that was the very first time I ever saw star Wars. So that was, uh, you know, pretty much after, everything had come out, you know, in the theater. I, I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't watch any of the original star Wars trilogy in the movie theater. And, uh, it never really got into collecting the figures, you know, even though they were huge at the time, but it wasn't until that birthday party, maybe around, like I said, 83, 84, 85, somewhere in there, I would say that we, uh, Mom, and Dad went down, rented the VCR. It was one of the top loaders. Oh yeah, um, we've been watching the uh, the Goldbergs. So I'm finally catching up on that show, and the intro to that shows the big top loader that they, uh, you know, kind of first came up with. And uh, we we did that for a while. We would rent the machine, and it was usually for a special occasion, like a birthday or. If, uh, you know, I was doing a sleepover or family in town or something on a special occasion, we would get it and we'd rent the machine and a couple of movies. You remember the store at the point coming out of Kerwinsville, uh, under the bridge and right there, that, that building. It's Uh, now gone, but yes. Yeah. Well, for the longest time, it was like a cigarette Yes, <laughs> store. Um, but that—that's the store. That's where I remember renting that machine from. Uh, and a couple other movies I remember renting there: Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, I remember that was one of the movies that we got. Um, the Dirt Bike Kid. I don't know if you remember that movie or not. I think I, that was eighties, uh, probably around that same time as Harry and the Hendersons. We might have doubled that one up. I don't remember watching it, but I rem- I've heard of it. That starred uh, Ralphie from the Christmas story. And he had this like magical dirt bike. I can't remember, but I think it could fly and stuff or he could do tricks. It's been probably since then, since I watched it, <laughs> but for some reason it sticks out in my mind. I, I, I rented it from that store and then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's where that was our rental store in Kerwinsville while we lived there. And we, I don't think we ever got a VCR until after I moved to Clearfield. So that would have been early nineties. So we never, we weren't early adapters in technology by any means. 
huh. uh, in our house. So that was kind of my first memories of uh, interacting with the VCR. What about you? You said you uh, you got one for Christmas, right? Yeah, we got one for Christmas, and I'm trying to think of the time frame. It had to have been shortly after the divorce, uh, basically as a babysitter for us. So it had to have been around the, I would say, 86, 87 time frame. But my first introduction, I, I really want to say, was from Leaf. Okay. And I remember watching, I don't know how I remember this, but I remember watching E.T. <laughs> and his VCR was a top loader. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much. There's not much details. I just remember that we watched E.T. and I was at his house uh, there. Uh, I think I remember watching uh, a couple of the WrestleManias at his house. And I don't know if those were tapes or... And he was huge into wrestling. Oh, yes. And we never got the pay-per-views or anything like that. I don't think he had pay-per-views, so I'm, I'm guessing it might have been a rental. It could have been a rental, or he bought the... Or they bought the, yeah, WrestleManias tape. or whatever. Um, but cool. yeah, I, okay. I, I do remember renting one at some point. Uh, my mom rented it maybe once or twice, and that's how we turned into getting one, because we could then move it whenever we went to my grandparents to visit or something. Mm-hmm. We could just you know, mm-hmm. grab it and attach it there. So, yeah. Cool. Well, in, you know, I, I know um, sounds like our experiences are a little different from many who might've got them earlier on. And, you know, you start recording things off of TV and I was trying to remember like when I could realized you could you know, like record stuff off TV and how, cool that was you know like i said it was probably in the later part of the 80s and then you know me begging my parents (laughs) mainly probably my mother at that time to uh to get one so we could tape some stuff off of tv and uh i remember at some point you bringing a vcr over to our house so we had two so we could like take a tape from yours and re- make a dub basically of that. I think it was mainly <laughs> the three stooges probably um, at some point. Uh, and there was one point where I was essentially doing like video editing because I had recorded uh, a Lakers game. I remember this pretty vividly. It would have been probably around the 92 era. This was after after Magic Johnson had left and our team was kind of rebuilding. Some of the other players from the Showtime era had retired. And uh, there was a, a, a point guard. His name was Nick Van Exel, played for the Lakers. And there was one game where he hit like something like eight or nine three-pointers in the same game. And I remember I taped that game and I was – using the other VCR to just pull out like the, all of his shots that he made and make this like little highlight almost. It was weird. I don't know. I don't know why I have that stuck in my head, but um, <laughs> anyway, what, I guess let's get into uh, what some of our 
early memories of uh, of taping stuff and what we were taping. And do you still have any of those tapes? Well, I do have quite a few of them. I did a purge here. Oh, it's been probably about 13, 14 years now. I was still in New Jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a purge basically because I had them on DVD. And I finally got rid of them. I didn't think I needed them on tape anymore. But one of the first, my first tape, uh, I still actually have. I don't know why. I guess I'm sentimental. <laughs> and what was on it was supposed to be, I remember the reason why they were re-airing Airwolf. So uh-huh. I was trying to, to record the pilot uh, of Airwolf because I had never actually seen the pilot and they were finally doing reruns. I don't know where. So I remember trying to record it. Uh, yes. The, the two hour or two, two episode movie. And then I recorded over it because it, it, it I didn't get it recorded successfully or something. <laughs> I ended up recording. Uh, it's, I can see it, and I had to look it up for the title just so I knew what, what it was. But it was the episode was called A Short Walk to Freedom, and it's basically where Airwolf, uh, they go over, there's exchange students or there's, a, uh, I'm sorry, an ex- kids on an excavation. They go into this dig over in some other country, and of course, they're trespassers, and they get jailed. So Airwolf has to save the day. It gets shot down. But anyway, I have that episode on there, I have the brand new when it actually aired, the season four, episode one premiere where we actually get Sinjin Hawk now instead of yeah, where they changed the team, yeah. Right. So I had that on there, uh, as well as <laughs> there is a commercial still on there to this day for Gillette Foamy, and they use the Stooges <laughs> as the commercial, and I still remember the uh, something like. I can't remember which episode it was. It's a mix of two Stooge episodes. Uh, uh-huh. Mo, Mo kicks uh, Curly in the chin for something, and then the next thing you know is you see Curly getting smacked with a pie outside <laughs> on a telephone pole. But anyway, it says, like, try new Gillette Foamy for sensitive skin. Uh, <laughs> but then It's uh, funny, like, uh, you know, you don't think to, uh, to keep the tapes since, you know, you converted them over to DVDs. But I know there's at least several, I would say half a dozen YouTube channels that are just like old commercials that I subscribe yeah. to and post all kinds of 80s, 90s, even earlier TV commercials, I would assume from you know something that they recorded from. And those are, are kind of the hidden gems now. Yes. That are just, you know, back in the day, we... I remember sitting and trying to stop the tape when you're watching something live to stop so you don't record the commercials and you start it back again. Right. To kind of cut them out, you know, while you're recording it if you're sitting there. And now those are kind of the most sought after they are <laughs> recordings. Because you know, you think about those, you know, like you especially doing articles. Now you want to be able to have something to do the articles with instead of just Literally, right. like us jogging in our memory, trying to figure out, okay, what did they do? Like for me, I've I've wanted to rewatch the the old old uh, Ram commercials 
if you remember them, where they dropped it out of the ceiling type of thing. Mm -hmm. know, it's, ram it's built ram tough, and they have, they dropped the truck onto the floor. That <laughs> kind of thing, just for fun. I want to see them, and I've, I've yet to actually you know, look them up. But yeah, that, that would be kind of sweet. I'd like to go through my VC, uh, VHS collection and see what commercials yeah. I do have that are actually clean enough to maybe put well, on yeah. there because I, mean... I we switched to Ariel at some point and there's several episodes. I have a list of what I have and I don't know how I could ever view them now uh, just from all the static. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing. Uh, those VHS tapes were, were good, but you always had to mess with the tracking too, you know, and, yeah. uh, until they, you know, came up with, auto tracking and all that stuff. Some of those are pretty bad. if you look on YouTube, uh, it's nice to, if you can make it out and understand, you know, what's going on, but it's, it's rough too at the same time. Right. Some of those. Well, let me, uh, I guess let's go back and forth. We'll, we'll talk okay. about some things. Cause I do, I do have some of mine. I found uh, some that I remember I used to have that I don't have anymore. And I guess since I talked about the basketball thing, I'll throw out there uh, one of my most coveted recordings as a Lakers fan was the 1992 NBA All-Star Game, which was up until that point, my favorite player is Magic Johnson. Um, and up to that point before he retired, that was his last game. They let him come back and play in the All-Star Game. And at the very end of the game, he hits the last shot. It's a fallback three-pointer that I mimicked on every playground I probably ever played on. Um, <laughs> that shot that he makes at the end of that game uh, in the All-Star game over, I think it was over Isaiah Thomas. So I had that on, uh, and I watched that many, many, many times up until the point. He, he came back for a few games. And I think it was 1996, um, but I, that was when I was at college. So, um, you know, that was kind of like my recording. And then on the same tape was a couple of uh, alumni games that I participated in right after I graduated school. So it had been like uh, 95 and probably the 95 and 96. We would uh, have the current varsity team play an alumni team. And uh, there was a couple games there where I, you know, in the alumni game, since it's just for fun and you go out there and you're trying to show off for everybody and give them a good, <laughs> give them a good game to watch. You know, that was where you're doing behind the back passes and uh, just crazy shots, shooting it up from everywhere. And <laughs> uh, I remember uh, I have the tape, so I have the, the all-star game. And then after that are a couple of basketball games that I was in right after I graduated. So uh, that was one of my most coveted tapes that I had. And I think I got those alumni games from, again, from when I had two VCRs at some point and I uh, popped in the actual tape recorded from the, from the games and then recorded on the end of that uh, tape after the all-star game. So that was uh, probably one of my most coveted, tapes what else what else you got i got a whole slew that i still have i probably should probably just purge them but i could go all day long but i'll try to highlight well, a few. i guess let's, 
Yeah, I was going to say, let's maybe um, let's talk about some of the movies. Maybe we can split it up that way. Where, okay. What movies did we record? What TV shows? That sort of a thing. Well, I was one that used the most out of the VCR, the, or rather the VCR tape. So, you know, I would try to get the BA, was it the BASFs that had the eight hours instead of the six uh-huh. hour? Yes, I'd, eight I'd, hours. Yep. Yeah, I'd try to milk that as much as I could. So... <laughs> um, I came across one. It's the Robotech movies, one through three. Oh, wow. Yep. Cool. Uh, I've only watched them probably once or twice in my lifetime. <laughs> they were cool, but they I, actually, told, I never uh, got into them. They just came on the streaming. Oh, really? Yeah, I think uh, they were on Amazon for a while. They might be on Netflix now, but they've, they've, they're out there. Nice. Then... Um, Right after that is a few episodes of The Little Rascals, the original black and white. And um, Oh, nice. Then uh, there's a couple Donald Duck cartoons. I, uh, I liked Donald Duck growing up. I think one of the episodes is something about him riveting. And I, I used to got to chuckle because he, the way he would say rivet, you know, in his voice, you know, and it was just, you could just <laughs> Like, are you riveting? Are you riveting? I can't remember the the exact. I used to get yeah. a, um, you know, bust out with that. Um, another one that has a movie on it, I still have it, is Ghostbusters 2. Nice. And there's a few hodgepodge stuff in between it. There's, uh, I think, a, an episode or two with Three Stooges. Then it's Ghostbusters mm-hmm. 2. And then it's, I think there's a Knight Rider. I think there's this old, I don't know why I got into it. But it was uh, called Kid Songs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just little mini uh, music videos, but with kids singing the same, you know, the modern day pop. Um, gotcha. Trying to think what other movies. There was, uh, I have Pee Wee's Big Adventure as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on that same tape, I have Alice in Wonderland, but it's the CBS miniseries version where oh. it was like live action. And it had. Um, um oh, oh dang it what's his name there was a lot of famous actors in it he's part of the rat pack oh um you talking about like the old rat pack yeah the old rat pack like the, frank he, sinatra and dean martin and all them yeah Jeez, it's the black guy oh crap oh uh, sammy davis jr sammy davis jr he's in there and i remember him smoking that like three mile long cigarette stick on that <laughs> or maybe it's a yucca i don't know what they are <laughs> cool um that's really all it is for movies um once i bought the movie i typically regained that cassette and mm-hmm. used it for something else um to the point that i would you know you know you pull that you remember pulling the tab out so you could sure yep. save it so so when you know when I bought whatever it was, if I bought Ghostbusters, for instance, I would put a piece of scotch tape over it so I could reuse that tape. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's funny. How about you? What movies uh, did you seem to to record? Movies? Um, I recorded a lot of James Bond. Why am I not surprised? I have a. <laughs> I have. I still have uh, two tapes full of uh, James Bond movies. I haven't watched them to see if they were, I usually recorded something when it was on like a marathon. Yeah. So, you know, James Bond marathons have been going on forever. 
So I, I know that was probably, you know, from something like that. And then also I had a tape of uh, at least three, maybe four of the Planet of the Apes movies. And I remember this because uh, I think it was the USA Network that, or maybe it was TBS. It was one of those that did uh, Christmas with the Apes. <laughs> and all Christmas Day, they ran the Apes movies. And I started from the beginning. I just hit record on the thing. And I don't know how, you know, how many movies it got on there. I still have that tape. Uh, I need to get that out. And uh, again, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like interested in watching the commercials more than the actual <laughs> films. You know? I was pretty <laughs> good. At, what unless, was recorded in there. Unless I put it on a timer. I was pretty good about editing them out. So I don't, yeah. I'm sure I don't have very many. Well, and I think that that tape, I was probably, you know, at home on Christmas Day killing time or something. And when I could, I was, you know, editing out the commercials. Uh, but I, I do know I have that. Um, I've got a tape that has, this is really the only hodgepodge tape I have. Um, I've got some Saturday Night Live episodes, which would have been, I'm guessing this would have been early 90s. And then, I don't know if it was right after the SNL, but there's also a Sting concert. And then on the after that, I recorded Problem Child 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I found that tape. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies I recorded. I've got a few TV shows. I've got several uh, of those. To talk about. So uh, I guess let's go on to TV. What, what uh, TV shows did you fill up or like to record? Well, I thought I had a lot more than I have. Uh, I'm sure I do if I sat here for a couple months and watched them. Um, I had a lot of Knight Rider and Dukes, Stooges. Uh, as people know by now, I had a big hankering for Stacey Keenan. So I had some episodes of Step by Step and My Two Dads. Um, <laughs> when Viper came out, I re- recorded every single episode. The unfortunate part was it was recorded off of antenna. So some of the episodes weren't all that great. I mean, I can make them out, mm-hmm. but if I were to see it now on a good, you know, even a good DVD, I think I'd, I'd be just shocked at what I missed um, <laughs> because the car you might- transformed, you know, so you, you didn't see a lot of the graphics as yeah. as well, at least. Well, there's some of those shows that have not been converted over to DVD yet. Mm-hmm. And you can find some of them on YouTube. Um, that would be one that I would guess uh, either might not be on YouTube to watch, or I'm, I'm pretty sure it has not been. It it was on YouTube for a while. Viper uh, was on there for it. a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching it. The problem with it is because I'm you know working for the government up on their system, and there was a few racy scenes. I was wondering if I was going to get, you know, shanghai or kicked out of the Air Force for. So, really, um, I didn't. I don't remember that. I, I remember the show, but I don't remember it being. It was in the in betweens. They had. Uh-huh. I watched when it first came out, which was season one. So it had original cast. It wasn't very many, and then it basically got pulled off air, and mm-hmm. then I think there was. I don't think it was a full season, like a full year 
but there was a good distance between filming of season one and season two. When they did mm. season two, they started with a whole new cast except for one. I don't know how this guy lucked out. He stayed with the whole four series. And he's like the mechanic. He's not even mm -hmm. the original not driver. Even one of the main characters. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he stayed. And then <laughs> season four, they brought back the original driver from season one and mm -hmm. the guy that invented the car just to basically resell what it was purpose was in the first place. Was that USA Network? Mm, on, was, uh, on the on the uh, seasons two, three, and four, yes, because it, that's how they syndicated it. Uh, season one was NBC. Oh, okay. But it cost so much. I mean, this was this is when the Viper came out, ninety two, ninety three. So, think of the computer graphics that had to transform this car, and then mm -hmm. the, you know the the stunt of those cars because. Uh, the car supposedly, you know, turned into a bulletproof vehicle that had guns popping out the side like Airwolf. <laughs> then they had a four-wheel drive mode, which jacked the car up. I later found out that was a Dodge Dakota underneath. But, you know, they jacked it up. Uh, mm -hmm. But all the transformations, the CGI is what killed the budget. And I guess no. that's what killed yeah. it after season one. So then when they did it, when they redid it, they kind of, they really shortened up. Uh, if you watch it, you'll see just... Google season one and then transformation then season two. It's more blocky type transformations after that. Gotcha. But uh, anyway, that was a tangent. Um, <laughs> yeah, what other TV shows did you record? I had In Living Color. I loved watching that. I loved old Fire Marshal. Yes. Bill. Now, I remember being over at your house many times and watching that. Heck I would assume yeah. probably from your tapes. Most likely. Yeah. Um, I recorded one episode of Highwayman. Um, if you remember that episode, remember that show, yes. um, I have, that was short lived. I don't think that's been converted over to a DVD either. No, but Viper, I think did because I was on, um, there's some, um, oh, it's not, I think it's shelf. I don't think shelf factory, but it might be. Mm -hmm. And I, I was on their, their email list to say if something had popped up. To alert me, and I remember them saying the Viper was now Viper available, was but I never looked at the cost or, or who had it. But anyway, I have uh, Simpsons. I have a few episodes of Beavis and Butthead. Um, <laughs> I have an MTV Music Awards. I have to. Fuck, I oh, didn't mark nice. this. Stup I don't have this marked, so it pisses me off because this is the one I talked about where uh, you see. They're all getting ready to, you know, intro them, and they says, "Here's a guy that needs no introduction," and they don't even say him. And then he walks on, and it's Pee Wee Herman. This Pee -wee, is after, yes. This is after he had been in jail for right, right. For that, all, he, you know, whatever that was he did his at big the comeback. Yeah, so that was his comeback, I, and I swear I'm he curious. got busted out of jail because I don't think he was served his full sentence. So I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, but anyway, that's the episode I still have. Um, 1991. I have um, happened. Yeah, I have. Uh, I said Night Rider. A couple other Airwolf episodes. I don't remember which ones. Married with Children. Loved <laughs> Married with Children. And um, there was one other one that I got into. It's kind of like kids songs, but it was a little bit uh, better. Called the Next Generation, and it was just basically 
the next generation. They were trying to sell themselves as like the next generation of pop singers, and all it turned out to be was a TV show. Um, and uh, and uh, Voltron 3D when it came out. Okay. I recorded that. Of course, I recorded Dukes, uh, the old '66 Batman series. Um, I have a Looney Tunes tape. I think I actually yes. might have two of them. Yeah, I think that's a really about it. I was surprised. I don't have a lot of, as much as an 80s person I was, I didn't record like A-Team uh, mm -hmm. or MacGyver. Of course, I was late in the game with MacGyver uh, and all those guys. I just didn't get into it. But it's, you know, I'm going to go off on a bunny trail. This saved me uh, in a way because uh, if you, you remember, I went to, uh, I got orders to go to Korea for a year and uh, this was in 2000 summer 2000 and I didn't know what they would have over there I didn't know what their TV would be like so <laughs> unbeknownst to what I was doing TNN had brought back the Dukes and this is original TNN the Nashville Network before they changed to CMT yes, I remember I think actually Spike TV bought them but whatever um, so I have I had, this is the ones I purged, unfortunately, but I I think I had about 10, maybe more video VCR tapes of just the Dukes because wow. they had just resurfaced and I didn't know if they'd die off again. So I'm like, I'm just, that 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 poor VCR went miles on that because <laughs> I, I just set the timer up and it was always recording. So I, <laughs> I, I, I boxed that, my Stooges, a few, uh, like the Viper, my Airwolf episodes, a few Night Rider, and I just boxed them all up and had they they ship like up to five hundred pounds of stuff. I was I thought I was going to break the scales with just my VCR tapes, and <laughs> I shipped it my VCR, and um, I had just bought a computer and I I put a, a Win TV card in it, installed it, so that I could use the computer as my TV multi, basically mm -hmm. my all in one entertainment center. And it, I don't know how that worked out so beautifully. My, my uh, roommate, who's a good friend of mine still, uh, he had his family ship a team, uh, some MacGyver <laughs> nice. and uh, some other. Y'all were living the high life. Oh, we were, it was hilarious. Cause we get in there and just watch binge watch over the weekend or um, uh, <laughs> the original binge watching. Yeah, it was oh, it was crazy. it was awesome. Cool. So, how about you? What did you put all together in your well, collection? Yeah, I had a couple of the same ones as you, and like I said, I think I dubbed your Stooges. Probably. <laughs> you have one of my own because uh, I remember watching that a lot. I had at least one, maybe two tapes like you of Looney Tunes cartoons. And it's weird because, you know, we think of, uh, you know, 80s cartoons we would want to record, but we, you know, we pretty much had access to Transformers and GI Joe yeah. uh, throughout the week, you know, weekdays. It seemed then, to be those Saturday morning cartoons we recorded. Like Looney Tunes was ABC, and you had the corny, after these messages, we'll be right back. 
Yes. No stupid thing where the clay, <laughs> the clay figures would do that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we had Saturday morning. So I don't know. It was weird that I chose to record uh, Looney Tunes, and then I can specifically remember one summer when I was home from school, probably around that same era, nine ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. I re- I filled up an eight hour tape or six hour tape of the Pink Panther. <laughs> a huge Pink Panther fan, and they played that on TNT. I specifically remember this too. It was on the TNT network. I don't know if it was a half hour, or hour each morning. I think it was morning or maybe it was early afternoon uh, that they played the Pink Panther, and I loved the Pink Panther. Still do. And have kind of passed that along to uh, to my kids, uh, mainly my youngest right now. She loves Pink Panther. <laughs> uh, we do, we actually just found the uh, the Pink Panther and is it what is it Pink Panther and Pals that was on the Cartoon Network just a few years ago. They got all those episodes and the classic episodes on YouTube. Nice. We've been binging those. Anyway. But I that was another one of my most treasured tapes was uh that full <laughs> Pink Panther tape. Um TV shows, I it would have been probably ninety-three, ninety-four. I was huge into Walker, Texas Ranger. If you remember that show, oh, Chuck yeah. Norris kicking some butt, you know, pulling out the karate moves at the end of each episode, taking out the bad guys. Uh, I filled up two tapes full of Walker, Texas Ranger. Still have those. Um, trying to think what other TV. I mentioned SNL. I did have a tape of some Nick at Night recordings, mainly Get Smart. Uh, I remember having several episodes of Get Smart. Well, you. That I recorded. I remember being at your dad's, and I remember. Mm-hmm. Two specific recordings, probably different times, but I remember two specific recordings that you had, and that's how I got mm-hmm. introduced to them, and that was Night Court was one. And uh, some of the Johnny Carson... Uh, oh, yes. Now... Them. Yeah, now that would have been... Yeah, that would have been around that era when they first released... It was... I don't know if it was right at the time that Johnny retired, because I think he retired in 92. And the lady that was staying with my dad, she had purchased the uh, Johnny Carson collection and it was uh, divvied out into decades. I think it was like the best of the fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties. And yeah, I remember watching that a lot. Trying to remember night court. I don't remember if that was something that maybe she recorded. Oh, it could have been. I just and, remember watching uh, it because I remember watching, the, uh, watching Night Court. Well, the one uh, episode I specifically remember is that turtle where the dude has some turtle syndrome and it takes him oh, forever yeah. to get in the courtroom and to yes. talk. It, it, that is burned in my memory because that's still a riot. And I keep <laughs> and I feel, I feel bad because I have, I think it's seasons, I think it's season one, maybe season two I have. Uh, oh, man. I, and it's I not on there and I've been it. looking for it. <laughs> I still need to revisit that. There's a, is it that laugh TV that we get over the air that has episodes that are airing now between that and, um, 
antenna TV, man. I watch a lot of that too at late night. If I'm up and uh, nothing else is on, or we're not binging anything. But uh, yeah, I seem to remember now. Uh, maybe some American Gladiators we taped when when Dad lived over there. Anyway, um, I think that's about it for TV and pretty much all that I have here. Uh, do you have some maybe like because we're pretty much past the uh, obviously VCR era, but I was still recording up through like early two thousands and. Do you remember, like, maybe what your some of your last things you recorded on VHS? Well, the last thing I do remember recording was Voltron 3D. That was the last mm-hmm. uh, thing I recorded, and that was oh, I was still in Illinois. I think it was right after I, right before I left for Korea. Mm-hmm. So it's either Voltron 3D and or the. Um, uh, the Dukes, because of it being on TNN, those are the last mm-hmm. things I do remember recording, and and it was after that it was everything else was, you know, DVDs seemed to be hitting the market like like a firestorm. So I was buying up everything. Yeah. I have, um, you know, when when uh, the Dukes came out, I had originally recorded their made for TV movies. The mm-hmm. Dukes reunion, then the then the Dukes in Hollywood. I recorded those originally on VHS. I think I still have them. And then, well, like the sucker that I am, I would call call up Columbia House and buy their their VHS, <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about the commercials. And then buggers. And then they came. Out, they got everybody. Oh yeah. And then when they came <laughs> out with uh, the DVDs, well, naturally, I just had to have it. So I bought all seven seasons, not a, not all at one wow. time, and obviously I had to pick up the two movies that came with it. So, so that's why I purged those, my Dukes. Like I said, I probably mm. tossed out ten, maybe a dozen, or so VHS tapes because of that. And the same with the Stooges. I started really collecting the Stooges on DVD mm-hmm. and all the eras, and I'm like, man, I got more on these DVDs, more episodes than I did on the old VHS. So I ended up, <laughs> I ended up ditching those for after holding on to them for so long. I, I still remember to this day because I love the Stooges so much in high school. Do you remember me listening or maybe us listening to it on the, in the car? Hmm. Cause I, rec- I took, I took the, uh, the one, eight, I think it was the eight hour tape or maybe it was the six hour. I had two big ones. Oh, that, wow. And anyway, what you I put did it on a cassette. I put, I put it on like two or three audio cassettes, but I had wow. known, I knew pretty much, I knew just about everything that was going on. So I'm list, literally listening just to the audio of the whole you know, wow. episodes. Two That's and some from, dedication right there. It was because I was, I was listening to it to and from school and I knew every little eye poke and slap from Mo or whatever was going on. <laughs> My poor sister, she had no clue what was going on. <laughs> I'm sitting there laughing down the highway and, She's just like, oh, just get me to school. I don't care. Um, I still remember one episode driving um, that 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 TV. Do you remember that portable five-inch black and white TV I had? Mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I want to listen to Married with Children, and I tried it. <laughs> so I didn't. I turned the so just so I wouldn't get caught by a cop or something. I pointed the TV at the passenger door, 
Well, I'd sat in the passenger seat and I just plugged it in the cigarette lighter because it had a 12 volt, you know, accessory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I aimed the antenna, which I knew would probably be mobile anyway, but I aimed it, was able to tune into uh, Fox at the time, um, WWCP. And I just, I was going to the gas station. I think it's going to work. And I listened to, I, I got almost to like Kerwinsville. I'm living at my mom's at the time. So I'm getting almost to Kerwinsville before it fades off. I'm like, man, I was just getting to the good part, but I didn't even see what was going on. Anyway, <laughs> I have no idea what Al was talking about. So um, That's crazy. Yeah, just things you remember. Yeah. Well, that's why it's called Memory Jogger. Sure. <laughs> Very true. What about you? What was the last maybe few things that you might have stopped recording? Well, uh, I was up until the early 2000s, I was big into NASCAR. And it was one of those things that my dad and I bonded over because my dad hated sports. He hated football, baseball, basketball. And of course, I loved them all and played them all <laughs> at some point throughout my childhood, you know. And he would come to my games and support me and stuff. But to sit down and watch a Steelers game to him was like, you know, pulling out toenails. He just wouldn't have anything of it. But he was he's a huge car buff. So the one thing that we really were able to bond over was the NASCAR race every Sunday. So, you know, we would watch races and uh, he was uh, a Daryl Waltrip fan and I was a Dale Earnhardt fan. <laughs> and I was able to kind of, you know, keep that going through college in the late 90s. And it was something we would talk, you know, about when we were on the phone and such, um, catching up. And then 2001 was when that fatal crash happened at Daytona. Yeah. And uh, Dale Earnhardt was killed. And uh, I took it pretty hard, I must say, because um, I had followed him since I was a kid in the you know mid to late 80s, probably, is when we, my dad really got me into NASCAR. And, uh, you know, he was winning championships and he's still, you know, the most decorated champion or maybe tied for the, you know, the most championships won. I think he has seven in NASCAR history. So when he died in 2001, you know, I was, it hit me pretty hard. And uh, my wife taped uh, his funeral on, uh, I guess it was on ESPN. And uh, I have that tape still of uh, Dale Hart's funeral. It's funny because she had some of her tapes in there, and she has uh, Princess Di's funeral on oh, tape, wow. which was uh, when was that? That was probably late nineties, like maybe ninety six or ninety seven. I want to say uh, when, uh, it's when around she died. That, yeah, it's around that time frame. So it's kind of I don't know. It might be kind of morbid that we've got funerals on tape, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, she taped that for me so I could watch it. I don't know if I've ever gone back. I don't remember ever, you know, going back and watching it since then. But uh, I found it in my box of tapes out there. Um, and then probably the the last show that I really set a point to taping each week. And it was usually taping as we watched it because, oh my gosh, we just loved the show. And that was Whose Line Is It Anyway? with uh, Drew Carey and, you know, when they brought that over from uh, England 
and started showing it here. I had some of the same people. I've gone back and I didn't watch it, you know, the English version before it hit America. But this was like, uh, I think right after we got married. So 2000, 2001, we filled up three. I found three uh, VHS tapes full of Whose Line Is It Anyway episodes. Oh, nice. And, uh, oh, my gosh, we would laugh so hard. It was such a great show. Still, I mean, still is a great show. And they tried to bring it back. It must have been maybe just last year, I think, on uh, CW or WB Network, one of those two. Man, some of those guys are looking pretty rough <laughs> compared to what they, you know, look like 15 years ago. But, right. Oh, it was, it's just so much fun, you know, all improvisation and, you know, Wayne Brady doing the songs and Ryan and Colin, you know, going back and forth. And then they'd have the rotating chair for the, uh, the fourth person. I uh, really liked it when they brought in like celebrities, like Robin Williams did an episode and, Oh, I'm trying to think who else they brought in, but uh, such a great show. And uh, yeah, we we filled up tapes and we'd go back and watch those. Uh, and I've caught some in reruns since then. But uh, if if I was going to go back and watch something right now, it'd probably be those <laughs> <laughs> that I still have, you know, out there. Right. Um, still have my I still have my VCR a VCR hooked up too. And uh, there's some things. I don't know, maybe, I don't know if I'm just cheap or if it's just kind of sentimental value of having a tape and watching it that way, having to rewind it, you know, that kind of a thing. Mainly my Christmas stuff, it seems, is the ones that I haven't converted over yet. But we'll, we'll get out the holiday videos, you know, around Halloween all the Charlie Browns, those are still on VHS. Uh, a lot of the movies and such. And uh, I don't know if you have, if you're kind of the same way. You said you converted most of your stuff over to DVD. But um, I still got a stack of movies that we've collected over the years. A lot probably from Blockbuster. <laughs> whenever, whenever they were still in business and you could go in and buy the previously viewed tapes for... Yep, yep you know, a couple bucks uh, for some of them. And, uh, you know, we'd take a shot at $2, you know, whatever it was, if it was in their clearance bin or whatever, I would uh, take a shot. Oh, let's, let's buy this one and check it out. And if it's, we didn't like it, well, we're only out $2, but uh, <laughs> we still have quite a few. I've, I've gotten rid of the ones that I know I have now on DVD, but my Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy, I don't have the like the original cut. You know, remember uh, it was back what late '90s, I think, when they came out with the special edition Star Wars movies, where they added footage and cleaned oh, it up. Yeah. You know, they cleaned up the original films. A lot of people were upset about that. Uh, it didn't really bother me because. Well, let's see. I watched. I know I watched Empire Strikes Back, the special edition, when it came back into the theater, and that was probably the only one that I've seen uh, on the big screen of the original trilogy. So, when those came out 
I remember those being on my wish, wish list for Christmas and stuff, and I never did get them. And I think I finally just saved up some money and bought this uh, VHS pack of three tapes for the original trilogy. And uh, I still got those. It's in a, like a gold and black case, and it's got Vader on the cover. So I still have some of those like that. They're in like a special collection uh, I've kept in... My wife has a bunch of the Disney ones still on VHS. Some might be worth some money. I, I know some of those covers and such, depending on when they were produced and you know how they have the whole vault, the, the Disney vault, they only open so often. <laughs> um, right. We, we've kept those, so I don't know. I might, might need to go on eBay and hawk a few of those when she's not looking. <laughs> <laughs> get some get some spending money on the side. But anyway, that's gonna about do it for me. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add to the discussion. Well, as far not not as recorded, but you were saying about mm-hmm. you know bringing out the or having the VHS at, at your ready. Yeah, I for the longest time have. I guess it's like a a routine, but a yearly routine. I would break out of a VCR. I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, don't have it actively attached, but I would break it out, hook it up to a TV, and I'd watch the VHS Transformers the movie from the eighties. Nice. And, and I actually was anticipating something when I bought the Blu-ray. I, I watched the Blu-ray movie um, mm-hmm. DVD, and I'm watching it, watching it, and right when they introduce uh, Unicron on the VHS. You have, it's like there's a the, uh, shadow, mm-hmm. but it's like a poor shadow, not not an at post shadow. Mm-hmm. But, but it's right when, it's right before Unicron actually speaks, you hear this Megatron. Then you actually hear him say Megatron. And it's, it's like there's a shadow or something, an error mm-hmm. on that VHS. Did they fix it? Yes, because you don't hear it at all. I'm, <laughs> and on DVD, I'm sitting there waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And all of a sudden, it's just Megatron. I'm like, I feel so cheated. But wait, they probably cleaned it up. <laughs> so I had, a, I had a VHS copy of that that I bought. It was probably in the 90s from Walmart or someplace. I lent that out. It was, it was early 2000s, I would say, when I... Well, I have to be a little bit later than that, maybe like 2003 or four when I started at my previous job and lent that out to one of my coworkers and never got it back. So, uh, Billy, if you're listening, I'm coming for that tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I still have, I, uh, I still have GI Joe, the movie on VHS. Oh, nice. And that's usually the only time I don't have that on DVD yet. So I do, on occasion we'll pop that in and uh, me and the boys will watch it when I want to get some GI Joe. And, uh, I, I bought the whole entire animated, uh, series, real American hero on DVD, but I still have the movie on VHS. Nice. So, well, we're going to, uh, go ahead and wrap it up and, uh, try to come up with a topic for the next time. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to actually look up in our um, menu and see what we 
Well, I had a couple things kind of on my mind. Well, one we kind of hinted at in the last episode, which was kind of going through our toy box and taking a like a mental inventory of what we remember we had specifically, you know, in each collection and, and such. I also had a thought of maybe doing what we did for this show in audio format. So in other words, what kind of mixtapes were you making back in the day? Uh, Cause I still have a bunch of cassettes and some of the, essentially the compilations and, and mixtapes that I made for myself to listen to. And uh, I could dig some of those out and, uh, and kind of go through what I was listening to at certain, you know, certain times and such. I recorded a lot. I know we recorded a lot from the station when we worked there. Oh yeah. So uh, we could we could put that on the list as well. What else have we got there? You remember anything else we were talking about? Um. Well, we could do a WPIX, but we remember that, that TV station. Uh, True. That would be fun to dig up and see. Yeah, because I now uh, like their WPIX archives, and now they just had a thing here just recently, I think a day or two ago, they had a Fast Eddie commercial on there, and it was just classic to see him. You know, mean uh, Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie, sorry. His prices are insane. Insane. Yeah, that was so hilarious. (laughs) And then, you know, I still remember Short Circuit 2 spoofed that. Oh really? They spoofed him. I don't remember that. Yeah, they. It, it, I can't remember what it was, but it, it, basically, that's how he remembers that he has that mm-hmm. that electronic store, and that's how he gets repaired and becomes, you know, all suited up as the spike. Mm-hmm. I'll call it hairdo, but it really isn't hair. It's been a long time since I watched the second one, let alone the first one. Right. Yeah, I, I think the toy collection might be the one to hit, just because it's. It's the, you know something we've been kind of yeah. itching at anyway. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I'm I'm with you on there. So let's let's dive into the toy box next episode, and uh, we'll go a little deeper on uh, on what we had, what we remember having as kids, and specific things. You know, we can go into Transformers and GI Joe. I know we've we've done we've mentioned some. Some things already, but uh, I know there's still a bunch that I had that we can throw out there. So, okay, well, let's do that then, man. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Well, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up for this time. And uh, one thing I did want to mention, if you uh, enjoy listening to the show, to uh, to head over to your app, whether you use iTunes or Google Play or whatever app that is, and uh, give us a quick star rating or uh, you know, leave a small review if you want to, and help to uh, to pass along the uh, show. And you know, the more reviews and more ratings we get, the more kind of exposure as you know how it works in like iTunes. So, uh, would appreciate if you would do that for us. And uh, you know, is basically as the uh, rediscover the '80s podcast as a whole, and uh, encourage everybody to. Uh, if that listens to Memory Jogger, if you haven't listened to some of our other episodes in there, we did a couple 
memory episodes. Um, I'm going to do a, a new podcast coming up called the Not Top 40, which will uh, actually play some music and we'll kind of dive into the what I would call cult music of the 80s. Uh, I want to start that podcast very soon and uh, not sure what uh, the recording schedule is going to be, maybe about once a month, but um, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to, to debut that. But uh, if you'll leave us a rating, that would uh, that would help us out a lot. And as always, if you've got any specific memories of recording uh, movie marathons or specific TV shows uh, as a kid or you know throughout the the era of the 80s and 90s, uh, head on over to rediscoverthe80s.com and find the show notes for this show. Leave your comment and we'll try to uh, announce that on our next episode. So, why don't you go ahead and take us out of here, man? Well, as those press keep rolling, rolling, rolling like a bad Western song, we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us and allowing us to shake it up. Woo-hoo! in your memories I just put a lot of things in your head you guys are going insane we invite your memories via the comment section on rediscoverthe80s.com or on one of the 1.21 gigawatt social media outlets that we have as RD80s join us again as we go running down memory jogger This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger podcast. Hey!